Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And welcome to this new series here on Islam Channel, Conversations in the Quran. Here we're going to be looking at one conversation that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has preserved for us in the Quran, in each juz, in each particular portion of the Quran, and we're looking at one conversation each day. Why did Allah preserve these conversations for us? What can we take from these conversations? Who are these conversations between? The first conversation we will start this series with is the conversation between Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Prophet Adam salam. Adam salam opens his eyes and he sees all of the angels prostrating to him. All of the angels, kullahum ajma'in, prostrating to Adam salam. In another verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, the fa' here indicates it happened straight away. So how many angels prostrated to Adam? Kulluhum ajma'een. All of the angels that were there prostrated to him. And now the background to this is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions a conversation he had with the angels. With qala rabbuka lil malaika. When he spoke to the angels and he said that I've taught Adam all of these things. And he said to the angels, tell me, you know, what are these things that I've taught Adam? And they were unable to tell him. So they prostrated. Now here in the very same page of the Qur'an, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He mentions to us that the angels, they prostrated to Adam. The very same page, Adam was removed from Jannah. The very same page, Allah mentions that he was taken out of Jannah and Allah then accepted his repentance. Some scholars say after 60 years of crying. So the lesson for us is things change. People change. Our Iman will go up and down sometimes. In Ramadan, sometimes we'll find our Iman is very high. Everybody's fasting. Everybody's going to the masjid. In the evening, everybody is praying together. Everyone's breaking their fast together. The job for us is to make the rest of the year like this as well. So the angels, they prostrated to Adam and Iblis refused. And when it was said to the angels, you know, that why is it that, or Iblis, why are you not prostrating? Allah mentioned in the Quran, Kana min al-kafirin. And Kana here is a past tense word. It means that in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Iblis was always a disbeliever inside of him. And here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala exposed the arrogance in his heart when he spoke back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala arrogantly on that day. And we will see in other surahs when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions this story again, that he mentions slightly different details. That Allah gives us slightly different insight into what's been happening, into what happened at that time, into the arguments that Iblis himself used as to why he shouldn't prostrate to Adam. Now there are a few questions that come to mind. Why is it that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tested Adam? Why did Allah test Adam? It seems as many of the scholars mentioned that it was part of his training, part of his preparation for being a prophet. That we look at the consequence of our actions and that we bear the responsibility of these actions that we do. And it helps us to also identify our enemy. As Adam salam identified shaitan as his enemy there. And the third thing is that it showed us how we should turn back to Allah, just as Adam salam turned back to Allah. Now Allah mentioned in the Quran, Do not come close to this tree. He told Adam, don't go close to the tree. He didn't say stay away from it, he said don't even go close to it. And here, when we talk about the tree itself, many of the Mufassirin, Ibn Abbas and Ibn Mas'ud for example, said it was an olive tree. But regardless of whatever tree it was, why is it that shaitan tempted him? He tempted him by saying that if you eat from this tree, you will be special, you will be just like those angels. Just like those angels, your life will never end. And Adam salam, at that time, what did he do? We know that shaitan tricked him. 
that he swears by Allah. And Adam does not know any, anyone that has been untrustworthy. He never met anyone that's untrustworthy before. And here Allah gives us the, or expresses how, how this situation happened. In the Arabic terms, the way Allah describes this, it's as if we're visualizing the story of Adam and Shaitan. And what happened here in the Quran and how they slipped and how Adam fell out of paradise. And Shaitan himself, the name used in this story in particular, uh, is mentioned seven times in the Quran. Each time the word Shaitan is used. Now Shaitan comes from the word Shaita, which means to be far away from something. Something which is ablaze, something which is burning. That pride that Shaitan had inside of him. It can also mean something which is very long, like a long rope. Meaning that his evil is constant, it's always there. Now in the conversation between Allah and Adam, Allah said to Adam, Uskun anta wa al jannah. Stay, uskun. Uskun is the opposite of haraka. Uskun means to stay. So maybe if you've been to Hajj, you've been to Umrah, sometimes you will hear the guards, they will say harik. They'll say move. And it comes from the same root word, again, as miskin. Miskin is a poor person unable to move from place to place. The opposite of this is uskun, means to stay. But it's to stay somewhere that you don't own. So Allah told Adam Uskun anta stay in Jannah. But even in this, Allah's giving them a hint that this is not going to be their place that they stay forever. This is not their permanent place for them. This is not the place that they own themselves. So what happened after they ate from the tree? As Ibn Kathir mentions, we know that Adam salam, he ate from the forbidden tree. His cover fell off. The first thing that appeared was his private area. And when he saw his private area, he ran away in paradise. And his hair got caught between in a tree. And he tried to free himself, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called out to him, Oh Adam, are you running away from me? And when Adam heard the words of Allah, he said, No, oh my Lord, but I am shy. And here's the second lesson for us. Adam and Hawa, they had their private parts exposed. It used to be covered by a light. But when they disobeyed Allah, that light was taken away. And they were in shock. Similarly for us, the protection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is there. But when we disobey Him, when we commit these sins, when we commit these mistakes, we may also have elements of us that are exposed. As Hassan al-Basri said, if our sins were a smell, then nobody would want to be next to another person because of the stench that you would have. Things that we have said, things that we have done, things that we have watched, things that we, have, we know we shouldn't have done. And the Prophet wasallam he even told us, in the hadith collected by Mantinwadi, every time we commit a sin, soda, a black dot is placed in our hearts. And on the day of judgment when people will be brought forth, faces will change in color. Allah mentions Surah Al-Imran. And here Allah gives us the example of Adam and Hawa, the mistake that they made. Some say it was a hundred years that Adam was crying because of that one mistake. Some say 60 years, some say 70 years for one mistake. And then Adam after this time period, what happened? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then revealed some verses to him. And when he was on the earth himself, when he was sent down, various people say that he was sent for, to different places. Ihbitu. Ihbitu means to go down. Just as an aeroplane, like when your aeroplane is about to land, it's called hubut. It means that it's, in, it's descending right now. So they were sent down from, to earth. In an area between some say Mecca and some say Taif. Some say that uh, Hawa was sent down from a different place to Adam And some say that they were searching for each other. Some say Adam was sent to India. 
Some say Hawa was sent to Jeddah. And they say that this happened on a Friday, as the Prophet ﷺ told us in a hadith collected by Imam Muslim. Now, we know the Friday is the best of days. It's the day in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that he created Adam, the day in which Adam was entered into paradise and the day in which he was taken out of paradise as well. And here in Surah Baqarah and Surah Al-Araf, the same story is mentioned again, but slightly different details. And here it's important for us to pay attention to the details. At the beginning of the story in Surah Baqarah, Allah mentions the blessing of mankind, the angels, they were bowing down to Adam. With Kulna Lil Malaika. Kulna, Allah attributes it to Himself. We were the ones that are telling you this story. But in Surah Araf, the context is different. Allah mentions different ummas that came before, how they were destroyed, how they were punished because of their sins. And then Allah says that few people are grateful to Him. And then the story of Adam is mentioned here, highlighting for us the importance of being grateful. And this is one of the other lessons we want to take here that shaitan himself says that there are two characteristics. If you have them, then you will be protected. What are these two characteristics? Number one, He says that few of you will be grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this ties in with a part of the passage where Allah himself states that Few people are grateful to me. The lesson for us. How can we be grateful to Allah? The Prophet told us, and as Imam Qurtubi even mentions, the example of Umar al-Khattab. Well, Umar al-Khattab, one day he came by and he saw a man that was making dua. And he said, Oh Allah, make me amongst a few. Umar said, What kind of dua is this? And then the man said, Remember the ayah in the Quran where Allah says that few people are grateful to him? I want to be amongst these few. So Umar al-Khattab started crying. He started crying. Tears from Umar al-Khattab. And here we learn the lesson for us. That we should always thank for Allah for everything we have. Our health, our eyes, our hands, our hearts, our clothes, the wealth that we have. We are in need of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah even tells us in the Quran that we will be asked about these things as well. As Allah mentioned in Surah Al-Kathur. Now Ibn Kathir, he comments on this and he says that we will be asked about our gratitude for the blessings that we, Allah showed us in this life. Our good health, and he mentions security, he mentions provision, and so on. How did we respond to these blessings? Did we give thanks to Allah? When we make dua, did we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? This is one way. The second way shaitan mentions that we will be saved for him is being amongst the mukhlasin, those who are sincere to Allah. In fact, the first three people to enter into Jahannam, who are they? Number one, a person who said that I fought for the sake of Allah and I died fighting for the sake of Allah. They will be said to him, no. Allah will be ordered for him to be dragged on his face into Jahannam. Why? Because he didn't do it for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The second man will come and he said, I have religious knowledge. I recited the Quran. And he'll be brought and Allah will say, what did you do with this? The man will say, I learned religious knowledge. I learned the Quran. I taught it to others. And I recited the Quran for your sake. Allah will say, no, you have lied. You only did it. So that people will say, you are a scholar. You recited the Qur'an only so that it would be said that you are a reciter. And then it will be said to him that he will be ordered to be dragged on his face and cast into Jahannam. Another man, the third man will come with an abundance of blessings from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every type of wealth he would have had. And he will be brought on that day. And it will be said to him, what did you do? 
and he will say that I did not have anything except that I gave it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I spent it for your sake, Allah. Allah will say you have lied. You have spent only so that people will say that you are generous. And then it will be said to him that he will be dragged and he will be cast upon his face into Jahannam. These are the two things that we need in our lives. To be sincere in our hearts from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sincere in everything that we do, in our repentance. Really mean it, really mean it from your heart when you're making dua. Really want that repentance, that forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And another lesson we learned that from this chapter here, from this conversation, that Allah tells us that on the Day of Judgment, when we ask, why did we do this? Why did we do that? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us the example of Adam alayhi salam. فَتَابَ عَلَيْهِ That Allah says that, Adam turned and asked Allah for forgiveness. And when he sent Adam and Eve to the earth, he taught them this verse as mentioned in Surah Baqarah. And they turned back to him and they asked him for forgiveness. And here the lesson for us is, no matter what we have done, no matter what we have done in our lives, never despair from the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Never despair from the mercy of Arhamur Rahimin, the most merciful. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us numerous verses in the Quran. And he gives us in numerous ways as well. He tells us about his forgiveness. He tells us about his mercy. He wants us to turn back to him. In fact, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentioned in a hadith collected by Imam Tirmidhi. It's a hadith Qudsi, which means that Allah is telling us himself. That If your sins were to reach the level of the skies And then you were to ask me for forgiveness Allah says that He would forgive us But what's the key point here? That we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells in another hadith Collected by Imam Bukhari That if we are to come to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala By a handspan Allah will come the distance if it is an arm span. If we are to come to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala walking, Allah will come as if it is running. That we take that first step, then Allah will reciprocate in a way that we cannot even imagine. So never lose hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whenever you're feeling down, whenever you're feeling that those sins are that you have committed in the past are so weighty on your shoulders, never despair from the mercy of Allah. Raise our hands and turn back to Him. Just as we learn from the story of Adam salam, that whenever we make a mistake, we turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So here, throughout this conversation, we have taken a number of lessons. One of the most important lessons is that we learn that shaitan himself says that there are two ways, two characteristics that will protect a person from shaitan. Number one, shaitan himself says, remember this, number one is that people that are grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when we're making dua, yes, we ask for lots of things. We, want, we ask for wealth, we ask for uh, ease in our jobs, ease with our families, ease at home, whatever it may be. But also thank Allah for what we have as well. Thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for everything that we have in our lives. This is the first thing. The second thing that shaitan himself mentions is that there are few people that will be sincere. So we have to have that sincerity in our hearts. We have to really mean it. We have to really want it from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And one of the ways that we will see in this series of how to be sincere is that we try and keep our deeds between us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in particular, have one deed 
that is just between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whether it be you give a small amount in charity every Friday, whether it be that you give a small, you know, you pray two rakah uh, sunnah, whether it be um, you read a, a portion of the Quran that nobody else knows about, just between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Have something just between you and Allah, and you will find that this will build a relationship between the two of you. You'll find that this will build that sincerity in your hearts. One of the greatest things that shaitan does is he destroys our deeds by destroying that sincerity. And we know that one of the main conditions for the acceptance of our deeds is that it is sincere for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How many people often you stand and you're reciting in prayer and you're reciting aloud and the way you recite maybe is different from if you were to recite or you to pray at home alone. Or the length of your prayer may be different in front of people and different when you are alone. Why is this the case? One of the things we need to look at is why are we doing certain things? And the key thing here is that we turn back to Allah whenever we have made the mistake. We turn back to Allah and we be grateful to Him when we make dua. We, we thank Allah for everything that we have. We turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we give thanks to Him. We turn back to Allah and we ask Him to make us sincere in our deeds. And whenever we make our mistakes, just as we learned from the story of Adam salam, that we turn back to Allah and we also ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness for our mistakes. So this brings us towards the end of the first episode that we have done. Inshallah, we'll continue in the following episodes and we'll go through the next conversation in the second juz. Bidnillah ta'ala. Wa rahmatullahi wa